Blog Talk Radio. Aloha. Welcome to Talking Pictures. I'm your host, Paul Booth. Today is a special edition in the next couple... Aloha. Welcome to Talking Pictures. I'm your host, Paul Booth. Today is a special edition. Sorry for that little sound blurb there. I was grabbing my tea and loosened the mic cord. Again, this is a coffee shop format, so we want to just roll with it. We're not blatantly being lazy, but mistakes do happen, and we apologize. Um, Now to these filmmakers. Fantastic job. I'm going to have to scroll down as I read the names, Um, so please bear with that, or if you hear any computer typing. um, I'm not able to memorize every ounce of information um, as I get this. The director's name is Quincy Rose. Hollywood Reporter calls his film, this film, uh, Fef, a.k.a. Friends, Effing Friends, Effing Friends, um, in a good way. Uh, <laughs> Quincy Rose's work is if Woody Allen and Robert and Albert Brooks had a baby. Um, Quincy is a New York-based filmmaker, born and raised in Los Angeles. He's son of the late comedian writer Mickey Rose. Earliest memories include Wandering the Halls of the Sniper with Johnny Carson, uh, where uh, Quincy became bit by the magic bug. And one of uh, his father's most famous credits is Melinda Melinda, which is this great Woody Allen movie uh, with Will Ferrell, where they actually tell a drama and a comedy in the same movie and kind of show you what would happen if uh, the character went down a dramatic path or a comedic path. It is ingenious. Um, it's in Alan's later work. Um, but this this film here, um, Friends, Effing Friends, Effing Friends, is something... Um, how could I put this into words? I, I, I read the pitch, and I was immediately hooked. It, First of all, I want to give this a thumbs up. I want to say all hats off to uh, we're going to go through his statement and and some of the synopsis and that that uh, the standard stuff. This has played at it had its world premiere at the CineQuest Dramatic Competition, um, and I I am very thankful that I was sent this film. I, I want to thank the PR rep. I want to thank the filmmaker for sharing his vision because this was, um, I don't know how to, I'm, I'm sorry. Usually I'm the most talkative person on the planet, but we'll start off with some other reviews here just to give you an idea of the quality of this film. It's, it's a sexually frank, a more serious romantic comedy says the San Francisco Chronicle. Um, it's very highly entertaining a sexy film that takes the friends with benefits motor to the next level, captivating the attractive cast is at once playful, sensual, clinging, exploratory, resentful, and questioning. This is my first must-see film for CineQuest. That is from Fanboy Planet Nation. Um, now, when you take a story that is uh, the synopsis of uh, you know, you're usual, you kind of have two men and there's a girl and of course one's the boyfriend, or the girlfriend of the boyfriend and 
and one thinks the other one's attractive and then one wants to sleep with one of the other one's friends and the usually the drama ensues not the comedy um a a postmodern romantic comedy about sex amongst friends missed opportunities unrequited love and how the grass always appears to seem greener uh jacob a freelance copy editor from los angeles struggles to find love as he clings to the carefree selfish ways of his youth with the help of his best friends steve and laura a couple who are going through their own trouble, troubles, Jacob gets set up with Sarah, a writer in need of an editor under the guise of work. Roommate Camille, about to move out of town, desperate to get to know her before she leaves, Jacob overplays his hand once again, stirring the pot. The water was even poured. Steve is on a sexual warpath of his own, constantly about the guilt-free ideologies and sexual proclivities putting Jacob between a rock and a hard place when it comes to Laura, whom is also a great friend with uh, Steve. So you have this kind of thing where these two guys are friends with this girl, and, of course, friends always know things about each other. That's what I liked about this. There was these great nuances where the characters knew specific small things about each other that normally writers ignore. Um, And that's a... you know, we we all have those friends. We know those little things that could we could mention at a dinner and their five-year relationship would end. And that's what I found most uh, intriguing was that this film respected the tiny little things that we didn't need to know. Um, he didn't go into them as a director, um, Quincy Rose. So basically... Uh, has this starts snowballing out of control. No friend is safe from any friend, recklessly blurring the lines of friendship and sex amongst friends. The conflict becomes man versus man and friend as each friend tries to find love with the group, all while internally battling their own egos to find happiness. Now, I know that sounded confusing and it's tough with independent films. And, and I've always been frustrated by this, that, um, we get confused or lost in the plot because maybe we don't recognize a face or a name. And it's the same plot has a big film that if we have Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone and um, Kirsten Dunst, it, it seems to all make sense. But this is just basically a friend who is, you know, having problems in a relationship. His friend is single and sex gets in the way. Now, that's the common overused saying. And when it does, uh, let's face it, this is a personal talk show. I've had situations where sex got in the way, not to be crude or rude, but um, it really does. And those of us who like to think that it doesn't, um, it's pretty much just because we need to get laid. Um, but basically, the squid and the whale... Um, the filmmakers, uh, uh, Squid the Whale, Margot and the Wedding, Husbands and Wives were films that informed me as to why I was going to do Fef, Fef, Fef. And Husbands and Wives is a very tough to watch, uh, Woody Allen movie. Um, I, anybody with an eye condition, I'm epileptic, so I can't rewatch it. It's a tough handheld movie, but it's a good movie. 
Alan Alda, Take the Money and Run, What's Up Tiger Lily, one of Woody Allen's most brilliant films. And and Woody Allen have been my greatest influences with comedy, pacing, and style. Like they did, I too focus on the themes working through in my in life. I have been I have been cheated on. I have been the cheater. It is so easy as human as a human to justify a flawed decision or action to write us off as well. She did this, so I'm doing that. I'm curious as to what chords this can hit. Might you find yourself shifting whom you are in favor of? This is what interests me in life. Nothing is one-sided and no one is perfect. And I think there is, I forget what the saying is, is there's, uh, what is it, a thousand imitators, but only one master. That's what I feel about Woody Allen films. And I feel like you can watch a Woody Allen film and go, okay, this is this is where the character does this. And this is where the girl gets mad. And this is where the girl has to have her epiphany about whether or not she's been, uh, pardon me, just going to take a sip of my tea, uh, whether she's going to be uh, leave or not or pack her bag or not. She's been wronged. Um, Hannah, and her, Hannah and her sisters, Michael Caine falling in love with her sister-in-law. Uh, crimes and misdemeanors, so many different films of Woody Allen's deal with this. And I like that this filmmaker did not rely on um, the obvious attachments or that he's probably met Woody um, and merged his own way with that Woody Allen beacon in the water. This was, you know, uh, I can go through my string of adjectives. This was brilliant. This was highly entertaining. It was superb. It was great for a laugh. Um, it was all too relatable. As he said that he's, the director's been the cheated on. Um, I've never been the cheater, but anybody has been put in that position before. Um, and we do find excuses for our flaws. I've had other flaws that are equal to cheating, if not worse. And so for me, this film was kind of like it's very rare that you can find a film where a director can get you to uh, sympathize with all four characters. Um, in fact, I'm not ashamed to say one of my most recent experiences, um, I was the one who was just going, I was the star of someone else's breakdown. And I think that's kind of part of what this film is too, is that sometimes we are so single-minded on what we're doing. And we think that each situation is about our process or our needs, that we forget that there's a side cast of characters. So, um, FFF, um, friends, effing friends, effing friends, and it is spelled E-F-F-I-N-G, so please don't think it's offensive or anything, but we know what it means. We're all adults here. Um, I would definitely put an R rating on this one, not for kids. But it's fantastic. It's an experience. It's a comical joyride. It's something that I'm just really glad I got to see because these, so a lot of these films just kind of squeak by when you're covering festivals, and you have to be fortunate again. I have to I have to thank the PR rep who shared this with me and gave me the opportunity. Um, now, if 
fortunate enough, and we are going to try. We always do our best for the audience here at Talking Pictures. We are going to try to get the director or possibly the cast um, to uh, come on and talk about this film. So we want you to stay tuned. Think F-E-F-E-F-F-F, Friends, Effing Friends, Effing Friends, directed by Quincy Rose. Um, Please keep your eye out on this one for VOD or any other festivals or screenings. It's a great film. I guarantee there is not a possible way you can't relate to someone in it because you've been a male or female in a sexual relationship and you've been in a relationship or you've had sexual relations that weren't in a relationship. So this movie has something for everyone. With that, I'm going to sign off saying two thumbs up, A+, plus, four stars, all those great cliche things that critics say. I consider myself a reviewer because I'm a filmmaker first, and I don't believe in criticizing others' work. Making a bad movie is hard, but this was a good one. So we were lucky and we're grateful. Uh, Mr. Quincy Rose, good job, great job to the cast. You guys have an invite on the show. Just let your PR rep know. And you guys have a great day. And thank you all for letting me experience this movie. This is Paul Booth again, your host of Talking Pictures. I want to say aloha. Have a great day. And remember, no matter what you're going to do, make sure you watch a good movie today. Aloha. <laughs>